This is a special episode of the Boondoggle Show. We always have the winner of the race on the following Friday, but Mark was headed off to another race in Arkansas for the weekend, so we had to grab him right quick on a Wednesday afternoon. We talked to him about the 45, his race team, and bike setup. Thanks for listening. Hey, are you there, Mark? I'm right here. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Sounds good. Perfect. 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 So, everybody, we got Mark Miles on here, the winner of the our Boondoggle 45. Well, it was a mountain bike race, but I think you changed that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, who knows what you're going to call it now? <laughs> I, I know. I, I, honestly, I kind of, you know, I mean, I believe that this year we probably had less mountain bikes, you know, as far as the percentage. But I've always been a little bit leery about calling it a mountain bike race because there's so much, so much gravel and, and pavement. So, but. So far, the mountain bike is is uh, the what most people choose. So, uh, well, well, you, you say you're going to a race this weekend. Yes, sir. I'm heading down to uh, to Bentonville, Arkansas, for the Rule of Three. Rule of Three. Now, what's the uh, the meaning behind that name, or do you know? Um, I am not sure. <laughs> You know, there are some rules of cycling, but I I wonder what rule three is. I wonder if that's what they named it for. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I saw some people post about it, uh, like, that they were going, and then I just took a kind of uh, a look into registration. I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. It's more, I would say it's kind of like the 45 almost. Um, they do a lot of uh mountain bike trails and double track Uh oh are you there hello yeah i think yeah i lost you there for a minute oh well hold on are we good now yeah 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 i don't know okay sorry sometimes we have issues i don't know what it is but yeah uh where did i leave off uh maybe uh yeah, yeah you said people go ahead i saw some people post about it and um yeah i kind of looked into the registration thing and i was like well that seems like a pretty cool uh race down in bentonville and um it's kind of like the 45 almost to where they're using mountain bike trails that they have in Bentonville to link gravel sectors. So it's pretty rocky trails is what I've uh, heard and seen on a couple of Instagram posts from them. Um, so like some tough single track sections as well as some uh, double track, it kind of looks similar. Like uh, it almost looks like a Creek bed that we're riding through almost. So it, it should be interesting. Right, which you know, gravel's such a a broad term these days, and 
when we had the uh, Kentucky Gravel Championship here a couple of years ago, well, I guess it had been about three years ago, the first one, uh, Car- Carrie Lowry come down here to ride, and, and she made a few posts on Facebook. She's called it Enhanced Gravel. I thought, what is Enhanced Gravel? So I had to, I had to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like big, chunky gravel. So, like I said, gravel, to me, gravel is, is uh, man, it's it, it's got a, a, a wide range of what it could really be yeah exactly there there needs to be kind of like a it seems like there needs to be a fine line of uh uh gravel specification if that makes sense so like you have your pea gravel and then you have your boulders you know like that that will slice your tire instantly (laughs) right maybe maybe they should do it like they do the uh uh cobble sectors yeah exactly yeah yeah. uh, level bay yeah star sectors right because you know i mean uh, we went to uh abington virginia rode that creeper trail which has always been on a uh you know we always go when there's least traffic it's just that small like pea or park gravel i guess you could say and Mm -hmm. uh so you know that that, that's easy you could ride that pretty much on a, a road bike if you wanted to so yeah but but yeah, gravel is a, a, a wide term. Well, we'll get back to the 45. Now, I watched the video. I, I think George Frazier posted it. I guess his mom shot the video. And in the video, I think, was he uh, coming off the start? Was he the first one into the woods? Or did. Yeah, it, um, it was. Uh, he, I guess, hit his lap button on his Garmin. And uh, I kind of heard the tone. I was like, okay, well. I guess everybody's starting and yeah, he blitzed off and um, yeah, shot into the trail first. And I think I was maybe fourth or fifth wheel. So yeah, he had a pretty big gap, I guess, going into the uh, trail or not a big gap, but a couple of bike links. And then there were a couple of mountain bikers in front of me. Right. Well, now there, did you ride all the lake trail going out or was there any section that you had to uh, hop off and, cycle cross uh no not going out i mean maybe a couple of sectors like uh i didn't have to get off or like where um it kind of right dips down and then uh turns pretty quick like a sharp turn i was just over geared a couple of times like with my front ring to where the guys with the mountain bikes like anthony slowinski that was in my group like they obviously could just turn the the tiny chain ring that they had in front and i was just a little overgeared going into that downhill and then didn't anticipate it for the sharp turn and the climb back up. So I kind of had to, what we call like a stutter step a little bit for cross, like clip one, one foot's clipped in and we, I just had to kick along a little bit to get to the top of the, the hill. So. Right. Well, now that, well, you was here last year and I guess last year was the first year that you had, uh, done the trail or had rode the lake trail no way you done the six hours race didn't you but yeah probably yeah, not that so, part no no that part was in there that part was in there okay okay yeah um we dipped into on the six hour i hard to explain but we rode down a gravel trail or a gravel road and then we hit the double track where it's grass grown now yeah and yeah then, and and then we went straight into the trail like it's like a kind of a steep uphill a little bit yeah and then yeah. that's where we entered the trail at I hadn't done the first I think it's like a mile and a half maybe 
from right. where we yeah. actually from the 45 till that spot. So I hadn't ridden that before on the six hour. So you're right, right, right. Yeah, I remember you, you, you and uh, your dad done the uh, six hour. Was it as a team? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought you did. That's been a while back. They canceled. Well, they had that race, uh, you know, that year, and then they were supposed to have it the next, and they canceled it. And that's what got me started putting on races. I was like, I'm like, man, I mean, I think we've got a great area to ride here. And I was just like, we need to have a race, which I didn't have it there. I had it out here uh, at the local park. But yeah. that race being canceled, what got me started. So <laughs> Nice. Yeah. You guys uh, definitely, I mean, that's kind of the reason why I kind of go venture over to uh, the east uh, side of the state just because there's so much elevation and all your uh, – Oh, your guys' um, terrain out there is very nice. So that's kind of – even though it's a little haul for me, I make the jump in the car and uh, obviously head that way for sure. Yeah. You know, it's – for here, it's hard to have a pure gravel race because our elevation is so steep in spots. And then a lot of times what gravel we have is just like, you know, big rocks. Yeah. And so I see all these gravel races, uh, you know, that just gravel and, and look, look awesome. I thought, man, I said, I would love if we had something like that around here, but we just don't. And what's funny is people think of Eastern Kentucky, they think, you know, just middle of nowheres. And they are some spots, but I know in their county, like they pave almost everything. If there is a house or a cemetery on a road, you know, I know in Laurel County, probably many surrounding counties, they yeah. pave it. And, oh, wow. Right. And what's funny is I remember, you know, before I had a gravel bike, I thought, man, I'd see these gravel roads. I thought, man, I wish they'd pave this. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's just the opposite. Like, oh, man, this this road would be awesome if it was gravel. So, But getting back to the 45, uh, where, where did you – Coming out of the woods and hitting the pavement, uh, where was you sitting? Uh, I think George and I don't remember the other guy's name, but he was wearing like a Woodford Reserve kit. Yeah, um, Ben Richards or Richardson, I think. Ben, yep, yep. He, him and uh, George were off the front a little bit, maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds, uh, maybe a little bit more. But it was, um, it was me, Anthony Samwinski. And then two other gentlemen, and uh, I, I, I blew a corner in the uh, in the woods a little bit, like first off, uh, right. kind of early in the trail, and um, they blew past me. So I, I knew in my head, like if I could keep the mountain bikers behind me a little bit, I could uh, kind of uh, save a little bit and not burn as many matches trying to stay with them on the trail. So they, uh, yeah, they blew past me when I blew a corner, and I knew I just kind of. Uh, on that lake trail um, it's very hard packed so I knew if I could keep my speed on the gravel bike I would actually conserve a little energy and stay with them um, and not lose their group so I think I was probably fifth or sixth coming out of the trail um, onto the road section onto the dam and uh, yeah I just kind of looked up and I was like well I'm gonna pull these guys for a little bit and uh, see what where that goes and we kind of worked together for a little bit, and uh, Ben came back to us, and uh, I was like, well, 
going in. I don't know what climb that is, but it's pretty. It's a pretty steep climb. Out yeah, on there. the road or gravel. Yeah, yeah, on the road, on the road. Yeah, I yeah, like I know what you're talking about. Maybe a quarter or half mile, maybe. But uh, yeah, I kind of looked around and I was like, "Well, they're pushing." I mean, on on the road, a mountain bike's pretty tough. You know, you got a a lot more rolling resistance than a gravel bike. Um, so it's like, well, George is up the road. He looks like he's kind of suffering a little bit or too much, putting too much power down or um, just trying to stay out there. So I kind of made the judgment to put a little dig in on that climb and then opened up a gap, maybe 15 seconds or so, and just kind of bridged to him. And then, yeah, once I made the junction to him, I, um, I didn't, know if he was going to pull through or not but i just kind of stayed on the front and kept my own pace and then yeah obviously when we got into the gravel i knew the since i raced it last year i knew what was to come and where i could uh make a move you know and um but yeah it was just pretty crazy i mean we came out of the trail and it was raining you know so (laughs) nobody really knew i mean i looked at the forecast when i was going to ride over and it was sunny and everything like that and then I get there and it's not raining, but then we start riding to the, the start and it's raining. I'm like, uh, what in the world? So <laughs> I think it threw everybody for a shock once we exited the trail and it was kind of downpouring a little bit. Right. And it, well, I mean, you, you know, it was so funny. Once you crossed the dam and got over out to the pavement and on to the gravel section, it was like you went to a different world. It was rain and the gravel, you know, obviously was wet and muddy. And then you come back and it was still dry. So yeah, that's I, what I, I was a, telling you. After right, the... and I, I've got a friend, uh, I don't, Paul Carley. I don't know if you know him or not. He raced mountain bikes. Uh-huh. It's funny. He lived up in Ohio, and he come and, and his family has got a cabin down there around uh, around the lake, and he would come down here and ride. And uh, he'd always come down here and say, "Man, the sun's always shining in Laurel County." And I thought. He's spot on today. Because <laughs> uh, say when you crossed yeah. the dam, you went went over into Whitley County. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. See, I didn't even know that. I, is there a county sign there or no? Yeah, about yeah, about midway of the dam, uh, going out. I mean, well, there was, but you know, you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows if it's still there though? But yeah, th- there was one. Yeah. Well, now, so uh, do you gap George on the on the climb? No, um, we kind of stayed together, and uh, at this point, I mean, it was downpouring. Like, I didn't want to be behind him at that point because it was just uh, the spray off of his tires was going everywhere, you know. And um, going into the gravel, I mean, we stayed together, and I knew there was some rolly stuff going into the aid station, but my biggest thought was um, the the middle ridge, you know. I mean – for the mountain bikers, it was going to be pretty easy for them right. because they could roll over stuff a little bit better and just kind of what I use the term monster truck, just uh, run straight through <laughs> some of the puddles and stuff like that to where I was going to have to pick my way around. But I, um, I think I kind of increased the gap after the climb on the gravel, kind of some rollers into the aid station. Then we took a left. Right. I think I maybe had 30, 45 seconds going into Middle Ridge. And I knew if I had a gap, I could either, either I could conserve it a little bit and hover around that 30 seconds or uh, kind of uh, either he would catch me, you know. I mean, 
that's that was my thought. If I was with him going into Middle Ridge, he would, I mean, just for me uh, picking my way around some of the big mud holes. I even remember last year because I hadn't ridden it yet right. this year. So I was like, well, it's raining. Uh, it, the, the holes have to be pretty deep, you know. I mean, it was it wasn't muddy last year, right. but it had some wet spots. But yeah, this year was completely mud water holes. So I had to get off and portage my bike a couple of times to where I looked back one time after the biggest water hole and he was just <laughs> trucking through there. And I was like, well, <laughs> all right, there goes, there goes my lead, you know? So, oh. uh, but yeah, then he, he kind of just took the front from middle Ridge until he caught me middle Ridge. He, uh, yeah, he passed me a little bit and I just was like, well, I gotta either risk it and kind of, uh, just trust his lines or just kind of conserve a little bit and back off a little bit and then maybe try to catch him on the gravel. But yeah, I just stayed with him mainly till the end of middle Ridge. Well, yeah. Yeah. I guess you knew in the back of your mind, once you hit the gravel and the pavement, you could, you know, get back what leads you had. Well, you was talking about, uh, going, uh, your big ring, I think, or something. What gearing did you run for the 45? Uh, for 45, I had a 48 front ring and a, uh, the uh, SRAM XX1 uh, Axis 10, uh, 1050 cassette. So almost one-to-one, essentially. So, Man, I, I didn't, well, I'm not very, you know, familiar with SRAM and the new stuff. But, yeah. so you can run a double with the, the big cassette. The e- no, no, no. I had oh. a, I had a, a one by a 48 tooth single ring. Oh, front. okay. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought yeah. you said, okay, I, all right, I see what you're saying. I misunderstood no, you. First. Yeah, I had a, a 48 front tooth chain ring, just a single, and then a 1050 in the rear. Okay, so. yeah. Yeah, you could get some speed on the road and, and the downhill. Plus, you know, with your more narrow tires, tires, you could build up a lot of speed. Yeah, uh, I, I was, I'm kind of playing with setup a little bit, um, and I uh, – I haven't dialed it in for Unbound 200, which I'm going to be doing in uh, three weeks' time. So I'm still kind of playing with uh, gearing setup uh, for that race. So I kind of wanted to see how a 48 tooth would feel on kind of uh, some hillier sections of uh, courses, you know. Right, right, right. Well, I know when, uh, you know, I was working the aid station, was headed back to the uh, – finish and uh, i remember seeing you on the road and i i think you had about a mile and a half lead on george something like that and uh so you you know you'd put i guess when you come out of middle ridge you'd put some pretty good time on him yeah there was a there was a a decent climb coming out i mean it was pretty steady um going into i think it is that daniel boone where we were at the park or there's uh, a road named daniel boone i can't remember uh well the national forest is Daniel Boone National Forest. Yeah. And that road the road it was the road before we took a right on to come back towards the aid station is where the hill was that I put a uh, a decent effort in. Yeah, that's a forest that service. Especially, I don't know, it's got a number. It's either 195 or 193 and then you get the yeah. top and I think it turns to 88. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So I put a I put a little digger into onto that steady climb and then I knew kind of coming back up to the aid station, there was a, there, the, 
climbs were a little bit more steady, but they're sharp at the top. Right. So, um, yeah, I knew if I could get a, a, a decent gap and I could stay on the pressure, I would uh, have a, a decent lead. And I knew going back into the trail that either the mountain bikes would uh, – they would – they would obviously go as fast as they can to catch the person in front of them. At least that's what happened with me and Casey last year. We just were flying through the trail. And I knew if George could see me inside or at least had uh, some way of a gap, you know, like somebody telling him a gap or whatever, that he would uh, risk it all, you know. So <laughs> that was my main thing. Yeah, he's got that kid energy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, uh, right. when, I, when I seen you coming up that rocky hill there near the end of the course, and I, I'd have to go back and look how much how much you won by. I can't remember. Was it three or six minutes, or maybe yeah, some, six. I think it was six. like six six something. Right, right, There's right. Six and some change. Wasn't very right. much. Well, so I don't guess he probably he probably never gained any on you on the trail. Then, if he did, it was very little. Oh wow. I mean, I don't uh, know. I'd have to look, but I mean, what I was like I said, you had about a mile and a half lead on him uh, when I seen yeah. you, and you know, you still had a probably three, yeah, maybe about four miles of road left, and I'm sure you know he didn't gain any on you then. So, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, when you passed me, when you passed me, I I had to ask because you, I could, I could hear you, but I wanted to get a second, uh, <laughs> a second. So I was like, I thought you said a half a mile and I was right. like, Oh crap. Like I got to put in another dig because essentially a mile in road is about five or 10 minutes, you know, it depends right, on how right. fast you're going. So right. I knew when you said a mile and a half, I was like, okay, well at least I have three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I know I couldn't give you a time because I thought, well, the time between would be as, as fast as I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking when you were driving. It, I mean, I guess how they do that, I'd probably come to you and yeah. wait and, and then give you a time gap. But I said, well, I know it's a mile and a half. <laughs> so I figured I would do that. But, yeah, he, uh, yeah, like I said, he uh, he done, like I said, he, he done good, you know. Yeah, he but, did. I mean, um, I think, like, the way people ask me, uh, I mean, I think if you – and I don't want to be telling any of my secrets, but I think <laughs> if you could conserve it a little bit on the on the trail, uh, you could gain a lot of time on the the road and the gravel sector. So, right, there's a friend of mine here that done it last year. He's a little bit bigger than me. I go about two ten, two fifteen, round in there. And I told him, I said, "Listen, I said, you know, on the trail, I said, just be comfortable." I said, because yeah. you're not, you're not going to gain nothing. You're big. You're not going to gain nothing on basically, you know, whatever your strong point is, that's where you use it. And, and your weak points don't try to be strong. Yeah, exactly. Well, there was, there's a lot to lose, especially on a gravel bike on a mountain bike trail. So, yeah. Um, and that was the main thing. Even I knew uh, getting to the, um, to the late trail i knew i would be fine but there's some sectors like some big boulders and stuff like that that you would have to pick around in some rocky and rudy sections but that mainly the first 
mile to half mile of that the the start of the 45 is probably the hardest for a drop bar bike yeah yeah you know the thing about a, a gravel bike is well any bike in, in general but you know you just gotta let it move you know if you if you stiffen up i mean that just makes it worse and you just gotta exactly. let the bike work underneath you well now as far as your tires did you run uh any in do you run inserts or just tubeless yeah so uh that's another thing that i'm playing around with too for unbound so uh i've i had tire inserts in and i'm tubeless so um yeah i was really uh a bunch of guys i've heard run tire liners and you don't i mean it's not that big of a disadvantage i mean right. if you go with the right tire liner you know that's nothing's too heavy or uh, too, I mean, you can't go too light on a tire liner. So, uh, yeah, I was running the Vittoria. Uh, I think it's just their gravel tire liner. So, but I did find that I had to lower my pressure um, on the uh, for the uh, for the race. So I, I pre-rode before we went and rode to the start. I pre-rode the first uh, little section to where I met you at. Um, and I turned around on the asphalt and I was like, man, I gotta, from what I was running, I gotta bump it down for sure. Because I was just, the tire seemed like it was, a uh, very rigid. So. Right. Well, now, uh, you t- did you start a team or now what, what's, what's, a uh, tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, we, my dad and I own a bike shop, obviously in Owensboro, Kentucky. It's called Be Real Sports Cycling and Fitness. But our uh, our cycling team, our what we call all road team, has always been Be Real Sports, um, and it's mainly been uh, just we've mainly done gravel and cross. But uh, yeah, this year I'm kind of starting my own gig, but still staying under the Be Real Sports banner. So it's kind of like a privateer. Um, privateer gig with a couple of personal sponsors that I brought on board um, this year to kind of make it uh, happen and make some of these races uh, happen for sure. And they're behind me, which is a really good thing. And so, yeah, um, it's called Eminem Racing, which is my initials. So it's kind of cool. I don't know if you've, you guys all listening on the podcast, just uh, look me up on social media, Mark Miles uh, or Mark Miles Racing. Um, you'll find me on Facebook and Instagram for sure. But, um, yeah, the logo is just my initials. And then, um, yeah, for my bike sponsors, I have, or for my bike sponsor, I have, um, factor bikes, which is, uh, get, uh, getting back into the, the gravel, um, racing, uh, if you will. So they have, they just launched their new version of their LS, which is a pure gravel race bike, you know? So, and then um, their sister company um, or their component company is uh, Black Ink, which is their handlebars, seat posts, and wheels. Right. So, but yeah, that's pretty cool. That's something. Um, yeah, taking on. I kind of took over the management part of the the B Real Sports um, cross team or the all road team two years ago, kind of right when COVID hit. That took it over last year uh, was a big uh, step for me. And then, yeah, start my own gig. I'm still going to be uh, managing that team a little bit, but obviously doing my own thing, which is kind of cool. 
putting together your own program and picking your own sponsors. So, um, but yeah, that's, it's really cool. So. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You know, that private, you know, privateer thing. I think that's pretty good because, you know, a team, I guess you could, you know, it probably takes a little bit away from your individual individuality. And you, and with you doing the privateer thing, you could get the sponsors you wanted. And, and that, that's pretty neat. And, you know, somebody could really back you or, like, if they backed the team, you know, it would cost more because they'd have to, you know, support X amount of riders. So I think that privateer thing would be a good way for, you know, obviously the rider and the sponsor. Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, I mean, if you look at most of the, I mean, obviously when you get into these uh, big races, you know, you obviously want some team tactics would be nice, you know, kind of like a road or a crit team. But yeah, if you look at most of the gravel racers nowadays, I mean, we're all putting together our own gig. I mean, we all kind of have, similar sponsors you know um that want to help us but yeah like you said um the whole uh component piece of it you know like when a man when you go to a sponsor and you say hey i have five people and you have and they're they're all wanting bikes you know they're like uh you know we can't hook you i mean we can't give you free bikes but we can give you a, a killer deal you know but when you go to when you go to a sponsor and you say, "Hey, I'm a single rider. I want to help promote your brand and grow it," and they say, "Oh, well, we'll, we'll give you a bike," you know. So it's pretty it's pretty neat. So that's well, always a plus, right? And to me, you know, a lot about racing is comfort. And say there's a certain brand of tire that you really like, and then say you was on a team and they say, "Oh, well, we only run, you know, X brand," and you say, "Well, I like this brand." It, and so you know that opens up also uh, to different things that you can run like yeah exactly. yeah exactly. every uh, team is different on i guess to what extent you could use other stuff but when it's just yeah, you it's just that's you the, <laughs> that's the good thing i mean obviously i do have a ch- uh, tire sponsor challenge but i mean um yeah if i wanted to switch up for some reason i mean uh, or try a different tire, you know, uh, for a race or something like that. I don't have to, I don't have to, uh, cover up their logo or anything like that, you know? So yeah, or, black or, it or, out. or black, black out the, the logos on the, the side of the tire or anything like that. So I know what, uh, what I have, you know? So, right. Well, you know, on the world, I probably probably root back. Well, my, I don't know. I get well. I, I don't know how many teams still Rebe, run. They do it a lot. Yeah, that's what you're gonna say. Uh, like like tubulars, which I think a lot of run. I guess they still do, but a lot of lotters running tubeless now. But that's that race come to mind more than anything that their teams run tires other than their sponsor. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of a lot of, and it's not just tires. I mean, they run different chain rings, different and different saddles throughout the year. I mean, you you go around. At the beginning of the year, guys changing from team to team, they'll actually cover up their saddles with like duct tape or electrical tape. So, I mean, you'll see it a bunch. Right. So. Well, getting back to that, old Thomas Pitcock is racing mountain bikes. Now, Pinarello, they don't make a mountain bike, do they? Like a full suspension? No, he's on a BMC, is what I've heard. Yeah, that that's that's what I was wondering because I 
I know I didn't think he's riding a Pinarello mountain bike. They but, did make a mountain bike way maybe a couple of years ago, but right. yeah, they don't make a they don't make one now. I would assume that they're obviously in development of something, but they they, yeah. sure, they probably are for sure now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would if I was a manufacturer. Right, I mean, you're not putting you're not putting your uh, another brand out there, but I mean, people are like, oh well, I've seen that bike before. Uh, it's obviously this, you know. There's obviously people spy shot and get up close and personal with the bike anyway. So, right. Well, Factor that they, they come out with a mountain bike this year, didn't they? They did. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm getting my hands on one here soon. Um, it's called the Lando. They have yeah. two versions actually. So they have the Lando XC, which is their full suspension, uh, and then the Lando HT, which is the hardtail. So. But well, yeah, that's, now, uh, next year, you've got your LS gravel bike and the yes, sir. Lando hardtail <laughs> sitting in the uh, shop yeah, the I night know. before the race. What, what, are you, <laughs> what are you going to do then? Oh, shoot. Uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, I just uh, – I would say the, the – for me, I would have to say the drop bar bike just because, like, I mean, I've ran it two years in a row at the 45 and uh i came close to winning last year i mean obviously you know how it played out i was right behind casey so and then this year i came back and won it so i feel like the the drop bar has to play a little advantage on that race but Uh, what if you run some 42 millimeters on the hardtail and some arrow bars (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i mean i I I guess a lot would I guess a lot would have to do how big a, of a chain ring you could put on it. That you know that would factor. Yeah. In. Well, that, that that is the biggest thing on a on a mountain bike. I think on there they said you could only run like a thirty eight. So, uh, but I did talk to Anthony Slominski, uh after, and I was like, man, if I was to run a mountain bike, I would do what you do. And he was like, no. He said, uh, if I was to do it again, I would have to do like uh, he would put like. I was like, well, would you put 2.0s on there or two, uh, 2.2s? He was like, I would either run a 2.2 or a 2.5. So I was like, wow. So, yeah, that's it. That, but I'm it would be sl- a low rolling tire is what he said, like an Aspen. like a. Right. You know, and, and that's the unique thing about 45. I mean, there's so many. It, it's not – you can't put your finger on, right, this is the setup because it could be so different for for everyone exactly and uh but you know we was talking about the hardtail now they're making gravel bike front forks suspension yeah now (laughs) throw that into the mix i mean i and you speak (laughs) of that i i um i was debating on i mean obviously sram and uh cork and rock shock are a personal sponsor of the team too and i was um uh, i'm trying to get my hands on one of those uh rudy Fo- or the rudy shocks right uh, the the gravel shock for uh maybe i was going to see if i could try it and test it out for unbound but yeah at 45 i think uh a little bit on the front would be uh nice like a like you said a, a gravel suspension fork that would be really nice but yeah, I would see. I could see that working out for sure. Right, right. Yeah, we're well, glad to have Slowinski back. He's not been there a couple of years. He, 
all of a sudden he started decided to make start making kids <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's had like three kids in the last i don't know maybe five or six years so yeah you got a lot going on there and i tell you somebody else they didn't surprise me because they've always done pretty good is the guy that finished uh third chris kane yeah he uh one year he, he made a wrong turn and it was funny he was like the first one across the finish line we was all looking like uh what's going on here and he's like uh i think i took a wrong turn i said yeah i believe you did <laughs> So yeah. I, I was, you know, I was glad to see him on there. He's been with us quite a bit, and you know, he's always. Yeah, I didn't realize last year I actually raced with him. Like he, uh, he was like, "Yeah," he's like, "What's your name again?" I was like, "Yeah, Mark." And he was like, "Oh, well, I actually rode with you and Casey for a bit until y'all, uh, until I got dropped on the road." So I didn't realize that until, um, till after the race, you know. Right. Right. Well, Marco, we'll let you go and probably get back to running the shop. And uh, and uh, <laughs> actually we're... fixing to get ready to go out for a ride. It's a beautiful <laughs> day here in in Kentucky. So. You're right. Yeah, I rode a little bit earlier, but I tell you, I'm kind of disappointed. I thought, man, 45 is not hard enough. You uh, rode to the race and from the race, and then you done 140 miles the next day, didn't you? Easy now, easy now. Don't don't me don't don't talk me up too much. I had to, <laughs> I had to get I have to get a. Uh, the coach coach said, I want you to get two hard days in. So, uh, yeah, it was nice to, on the, on the way back, I was, uh, very, I was, the legs were talking to me a little bit saying, Hey, uh, riding, riding home is not the best idea. And I was pretty gassed. So, but we yeah, the to, next day we just tra- did a training ride. Oh, uh, well, you, so. you had to pack that bear home. That was a little extra weight. Hey, the bear, I do have a shot. I don't, I need to send it to you. But I do have a bear, and I have it. I had the bear's head poking out, and uh, <laughs> of my backpack, and it was pretty heavy. But uh, the amount of whoops that I was getting on the way back to the hotel was pretty, pretty crazy. They're like, "Man, this guy just chopped this this bear down in the woods, and he's just taking it home." So, but yeah, you know, oh, that's funny. This well, guy Mark- in in a skin suit's riding with a, a wooden bear. <laughs> All the way back into London, Kentucky. Yeah, it's not that you look funny enough to get yeah, to throw exactly. the bear on there to add to it. <laughs> well, yeah, I said yeah. we was glad you came and raced with us, and we hope to see you next year and and oh, defend sure. your title. Yeah, exactly. Thanks uh, for having me on, Keith, and thanks our, for putting on uh, all the great events you put on for the the east side of the the state. You know, I mean, you do have, uh, like I said in the past, I mean, you do have something there, and. Any way I can help promote it or uh, get out there, you know, and um, race your events, it's always a pleasure. So, well, all righty. Good luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you. You have a good one. All right, Ziva. All right, bye.